You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So here we are talking about Loki, a show that I probably never asked for, but I got. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Excited to talk about this one. I didn't ask for this show either, but here we are talking about it. The third series installment into the Marvel Cinematic Television Universe is Loki. We started off with WandaVision. We did Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I guess. I think it was, there's always a switch in that, right? Because it started off as Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then it switched ha- uh, at the end of it. And, well, we're all confused. And there's a movie named after. Anyway. Third one, Loki. Uh, I did not know what to expect from this. When they announced, when Kevin Feige, or um, Feige, Feige, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. announced this at whatever Comic-Con D23 or whatever uh, convention that they were at about Phase 4, uh, I was not excited. I was not excited for any of these when they were saying that they were doing these TV shows. It seemed like I didn't want to watch it. it. I was very disinterested in it. It seemed like it was a cash grab. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like automatically on the stage as they were announcing this that these shows would not be as good as the movies. Like, that's a big comparison. You just came off of a 28-film saga, and now you're going into TV shows with secondary characters? Right. But here's the thing, though. One positive thing before I get to the negative is that at least they're bringing the actual actors into the shows. How many times have we seen that before? Like, not just with Marvel, but in other movie franchises when they do TV shows where they don't even have the actual character or the actor that plays that character in that TV show spinoff. Sure. So at least they're getting Tom Hiddleston, not Tom, yeah, Tom Hiddleston, right? Yes. Yeah. At least they're getting him in it. At least they have a chick that plays, uh, what, Elizabeth Olsen? Yes. Plays one division. I mean, like, and at Paul least Bettany, yeah, at least all the at actors. At least they're bringing that in. But this morning, before we started the show, I started to just, you know, Google, you know, the history of this and everything. I find it interesting because this is not at all what we got. But Kevin Feige said that this show was supposed to be about Loki time traveling and being in the foreground of all major world events. That's not at all what we got. I mean, like, and reading much into it, they were supposed to have him, like, be there for World War One and Two, be there for the bombing of Japan, be there for, well, they did it for Pompeii. Oh, oh, time out, buddy. We're not, we're not there yet. Like, uh, you're, you're jumping the gun, and they've already announced a season two, so we probably will get something like that. And the way that it is set up, I think we're going to really see a lot more of loki now i think we're going to get some some sort of weird new thing with loki and I, i'm actually kind of excited to, to one talk about it and and two see it okay so before we talk about the actual show though can we talk about where loki is at the time of this show because you know this is a 28 film saga like you said so i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you what i thought happened before the show sure and please correct me if i'm wrong but this is how episode one starts of loki right. go ahead but we're not going to talk about episode one. Really. No, no, we're not going to go in, yeah. in order so, down the line or anything. We'll talk about it as a whole. So what happens is at the end, I'm sorry, at the beginning of Infinity War, Thanos kills Loki, correct? That's correct. Or, 
or is that Endgame? It it was Infinity War, I believe. It right? was Infinity War. Um, it had to have been Endgame because I remember in the beginning of Infinity War, Loki made that joke where he was falling for fifteen minutes. I think it was Endgame. But no, 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 no. It was Infinity War. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, so Loki dies by the hand of Thanos. Let's just say that. And the reason why that uh, Loki and Thanos even met was because Ragnarok happened, right? So all the people who left Ra who left Ragnarok behind, Thanos found the ship, uh, Hulk pushed out, Thor got his ass kicked, Loki got killed, correct? That's yes. what happened. Loki did not come back throughout the rest. But then in Endgame... We have the pin particles. We're gonna go back in time, get the Infinity Stones to to right the wrong, and they go back to the Battle of New York to get the Infinity Stones because there were X amount of stones there. So now they go back to where Loki was in the Avengers Tower. They arrest him. They take him downstairs in the elevator, and then Loki sees the Tesseract. Ant-Man's there, distraction, shenanigans, Hulk shows up, shenanigans ensue, and Loki takes the Tesseract and leaves. Is that all pretty much accurate? Because that's based off of my memory. No, you you got it. Okay, all right. Now, I'm just asking because, okay. So he takes it and leaves. So then as soon as he takes it and leaves, boom, the show begins. Is that how this works? So yes. this is in between Infinity War and Endgame. I'm sorry, right? I make, I'll pick in the timeline because... They go to arrest Loki in yeah. Avengers, the first movie. Where was Loki? Because didn't Loki come back after the first Avengers movie? What do you? He was, I mean, like, I mean, like Loki. Loki gets arrested in the first Avengers movie, right? Oh, uh, yeah, he does, and he gets taken to to somewhere, right? Like. Does he get taken to, to, to Thor's war, whatever? Um, Asgard. Yeah, Asgard. I think he gets taken back there for crimes against, and they explain in the next movie, the Thor series, which I have to admit I'm not too familiar with. Okay. Uh, I, everyone liked Ragnarok, of course, but that uh, that middle one there is, um, what's it? Dark World. Dark World, yeah. Uh, just was not as memorable. I think that was still trying, like Thor trying to find the playful Thor. That was still trying to be serious and, and tough, Thor. And, and brutal. Yeah. yeah, I don't think people like that one too much. Uh, just disconnected Thor, you know. Okay. So okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's where we're, he gets out of it somehow. Oh, he makes the deal. It's the sister, right? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Loki hijinks. Okay, so we got Loki. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the time variance. But here's another question that I have for you. Let's get into the show. Loki steals the Tesseract. But in that timeline, he wasn't supposed to, quote-unquote. So he steals the Tesseract, and then, boom, there's this whole organization, the TVA, and they are the universe police to make sure that time follows A through B. But since Loki stole the Tesseract, he then created a variant, right? Yes. So this is... We get a lot of the answers at the end. But, right, of course, yes. Yes, but as it's introduced, and they do a very good job of explaining this, I, I feel that they took six episodes to kind of show, give example, explain, show again. You know what I mean? Like really kind of give you 
a moment to catch up with what they're trying to do. Okay. Uh, Loki stealing the Tesseract and going back in time was not supposed to happen. The timeline where the Avengers obviously take everything uh, and beat and conquer Thanos is what is supposed to happen. So Loki doing that uh, skewed the timeline of what was supposed to happen. Because Loki was supposed to die by the hands of Thor in this timeline. Correct. He was not supposed to to do that. And obviously, uh, the Avengers defeating Thanos was supposed to happen. That's in the design. That's supposed to happen. Uh, But this, preventing the Avengers from doing that, would alter that timeline, making it not supposed to happen. And isn't the Tesseract a stone inside of that cube anyway? Yeah, it, it is an, an Infinity Stone, yes. It is an Infinity Stone, okay. It is It is one of them, yes. And uh, which is which one? The space one? or it? Um, it's getting, the blue one. It's it's the morning here, everybody. Uh, and so my my, my uh, recalling of the Infinity Stones and what they do might not be as crisp. It's the, it's the space one, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Sure. Uh, anyway. Uh, where are we? Oh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, Loki steals the stone. Not supposed to happen. He wanted to do it for playful things. The Time Variance Authority, the TVA, then apprehends him saying, alright, well that wasn't supposed to happen and because you did something that wasn't supposed to happen we're going to take you in. And, yeah. Well, keep on telling me more real quick because I'm really interested in, in how this Time Variant goes. So, please take a minute to explain this to me. For for the time variant thing. Tell me how this whole time variant thing works because there's like 20,000 different Lokis, right? The time variance authority then explains through a series of what, two and a half episodes that what they are doing are essentially the time police. There is a decision maker, the three time keepers uh, that watch over all the, of the existing timelines. And they make sure that there is one constant constant and true timeline. And in this true timeline, you have things like the Avengers coming together and defeating Thanos. You okay. know, this is what the timekeepers, the, the three, uh, I guess, wise men, show and dictate through this show. They decide what is and what isn't. And okay. they do a trickle down by telling... Uh, the higher ups of the TVA, and uh, what they're supposed to be doing, and who should they, who they should be capturing, who should, or where should they should be going, at what times, and kind of things like that. So, uh, yeah, they are presumably giving their orders to Ravona Renslayer. <laughs> Look. Look, I know that the TVA is probably part of the comics. I know that Owen Wilson's character and and all these other p- characters are in the comics somewhere in the deep realms of space. This TVA thing that you explained to me again. This is this is this is this is definitely the bad way to go. This is not. Um... No, 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 no. You hold on there, buddy, because I understand it was bumpy at first. But the ending, but the ending, the ending had made it all worth it, and we can get there as we go through it because what these TV series 
have done now more than ever, and I really enjoy this. WandaVision, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Loki have introduced so many characters back into this world and did it at such a pace that it's completely setting up this new phase much more masterfully than it did for the first saga. First will, saga took decades, almost two decades. I will completely disagree with you and fight you on that one. Uh, I feel, and I'm predicting it here, that WandaVision was the genesis, and now we're slowly getting to the death of the popularity and the good Marvel movies. This, 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 this is not going where I think it needs to go, because all this is going to do is just, just, just confuse people even more and more and more with all these characters that they don't need to have. I... I don't. I disagree because it, this is setting up for something. I, I'm very excited to see, and I, and I will tell you about it because we got a big jaw drop at the at episode six, and I was smiling the entire time watching that. It was it was exciting for me to see. I was very excited. I wanted to jump down, uh, jump up down, and, and do cartwheels just because I I really have a better picture of what they are doing now, and I think it's just going to be awesome. I think we, we there's so many different possibilities that could happen. You could draw on so many different storylines from this that it's just going to be. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean. Like I wish it's like okay. Christmas. I just, I just wish, I just, I just wish I knew the whole story right now. You know. Well, you know how about this? So I can just make my peace with it, and we can go on to these episodes. And maybe you can understand then, and maybe other people that are listening to this that are probably bashing their head on the wall, angry at me <laughs> with my answers. It's. I never really was a huge Marvel guy. Out of all the movies in theaters, I've probably seen not even half of the 28 original in the franchise. <laughs> I didn't care. Like, I didn't see Iron Man in theaters. I didn't see Captain America in theaters. Hell, I haven't seen any of the Spider-Man in theaters or any of the Thors. You know what I mean? Like, it just it's just not a, not a part of my thing, not my cup of tea. Now, of course, I go on and I see the movies later on video or streaming or, or what have you. Uh, but I've seen them all, but I just, it was not something I was more interested in. So because I have not been invested into this world since 2008 with Iron Man, maybe that's probably why I'm not so jazzed about it. I don't know. Uh, but having shows like this was not the show that I wanted. Um, I wanted more of what Kevin Feige said, which you said that we possibly will get, but that's what I was looking for. Having the TVA, having... All these different kinds of Lokis. It's confusing to me because I'm 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 here to see Loki. That's who I'm here to see. That's what the show's named after. I'm not here to see uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry. You understand? Yeah. Well, uh, Loki, you did see in this series, but we also got to introduce uh, the comic, a uh, more of a comic relief, but uh, more of a person to really guide and steer the story. Owen Wilson as Mobius. How did you think uh, when you first saw him pop up on screen? I had a shit-eating grin on my face when I saw him. I was like, is that Owen Wilson with a very bad mustache? That is fucking Owen Wilson. Oh, this is fun. You know, like, that was my first uh, gut reaction when I saw the first episode. I'm like, this is great. What a great, what a great uh, uh, lethal weapon buddy comedy thing we got going on here. This is good. You know, yeah. Owen Wilson's the straight man and Loki's the shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was fun. Um, I didn't think he was miscasted. I thought he did well for the role. In the beginning, I thought he did well for the role. Um, I was really impressed with him, and it was really cool. And now that we have Owen Wilson in the Marvel Universe, I am convinced that 
almost every actor and actress in the world of Hollywood has probably stepped foot on a Marvel set at some point of their career or is going to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to see more of it too. Um, yeah. uh, just because the rumor is that Henry Cavill is talking to Marvel. I don't want him to. Okay. Not just, because of his thing with Spider-Man, not because of his thing with Superman, but I've, I've, I've read stuff that he's a total dick on set, and it's like Marvel's not going to stand for it. So, don't Get him in there and get, get Patrick Wilson in there, and we got ourselves a movie. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. That's, uh, I just saw Hard Candy for the first time the other day, so anyway. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I, I just, I'd never seen it. I, I knew it. I'd just never seen it until the other day. Anyway, um... Okay, so I guess my biggest issue so far in this conversation has just been the TVA and this time variant thing. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I think that Endgame is not the, but one of the weakest movies in the Marvel Universe. Because when you get into time traveling, you're opening up a slew of issues and plot holes, and you got to just find your way to dig out of it. And in my opinion, call me nostalgia, call me a jerk, I don't care what anybody who's listened to this would say about this, but in my opinion, the best time travel movies ever have been Back to the Future and the original two Terminators, Terminator 1 and 2, because it's a part of the story. There's a reason for the time travel in those movies. It tells a cohesive story, A, B, C, and it's pretty solid. But when you get to convoluted stuff like this, it, it just makes me scratch my head. Have you ever watched Primer? I have tried to watch Primer. I fell asleep to that twice because I was told <laughs> it was two guys making their own time machine. And while that's literally what it was, nothing really happened in that movie. Just, uh, you know, it, when talks of like time travel theory and, and stuff like that. People uh, talk about Primer, huh? I, I did not know that. Well, that, that would be uh, one. Yeah. I mean, try to stay awake for it next time. The reason why this is different, though, is, is because. Time jumping is one thing, but this is timeline jumping. It's almost interdimensional because there are infinite numbers of uh, infinite number of the character that already exists. Okay. So it's almost like a Rick and Morty type of thing, or a Sliders type of thing, where it's just like kind of an infinite. And they explain that later on that it is just that there are multiples. Of, of your current existence. We get to see that with all the different Lokis in here too because we get to find that uh, as he, he gets brought in as a variant and kind of befuddled and charmingly goes through the interrogation and uh, the, you know, the things through the TVA about how we need to question you. Actually, you need to work with us. Rather than, kind of like, you know, the FBI does this a lot actually too is that they will rather recruit a criminal uh, and be like, okay, how did you do it? And work with them rather than throw them in a cell and let them rot. Uh, at sure. least for the, for the top parts. And interesting enough, we get the, the cliffhanger. like, why do we need you? Because we have a wild variant on the loose, killing and causing a whole lot of havoc in these different timelines, making our job, or, yeah, making our job a lot harder. And it's actually you. It's actually a Loki. Yeah, it's actually you. So, like, We've 
I actually go into episode three as, as probably one of my favorites because that's when we get – or is that episode two? It's wherever Loki and Oat Wilson go to that supermarket in the future where there's a big hurricane or a tsunami or something. Yeah, and, and before you expand on that thought, a pretty cool discovery is that they find out that that Loki is hiding in, catas- in uh, apocalyptic events. Because where, it's where they know for them to find it, right? Because that timeline is ending no matter what, you know? So if it's going to end already, then there's no need for the time police to go there to make sure that it ends or doesn't get out of whack because it's already going to die. Like it's already, something is already going to, to be a block in that timeline. Well, hold on now. I have a question on that one, okay? Because they go to, to, the, to, the, to the volcano eruption of Pompeii, right? That's one that they That's go one. to. And the, the reason why they went to that supermart is because of the storm. There was going to be an apocalyptic storm to wipe out that entire area. Right. But here's my question. though. You said the timeline. So the timeline is A to Z, right? This is how it's going to be. Well, there was life after Pompeii. So is it just, is it just the end of the timeline for these people that are living in that timeline? I, yeah. Like, that may because be the timeline doesn't end. That that might be a little bit. Well, the event itself, something that would be mass, like a mass extinction or a wipe of some sort. Pompeii, correct? It did life did go on, but I think that referring to the event itself being mm. okay. I got because you, it, I got cause you. it wipes out kind of everything in that area, which I would imagine kind of the same. Yeah, so, if okay. they missed, more, if they added more to it, then I missed it. I got you. I got you. So you're saying that you know that this, that this, that this evil Loki, we'll call it for right now, because I know what the Loki is. But the evil Loki right now that they're trying to find could be staying in Hiroshima at the time, because it may be the end of that timeline, but there's still going to be life after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It's just that catastrophic event. There's there's nothing that they could do in that town that would cause you know that would cause a butterfly effect. Okay. Because that. Butterfly is going to get nuked. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So gotcha. there's, okay. there's no possibility for for that ripple to happen. The volcano is going to erupt. That's just the way it's going to be. Period. I get you. Yeah. And then we okay. get other instances throughout, which we I, we got to see, I think, with the number episode four was the most popular one where we got to see like kind of this, this neon cyber city uh, with a purple filter uh, have also this, this event. Uh, where a, what a moon or a planet was going to collide into it, right? And I thought that was the weakest episode. I didn't know that was the most popular one. Oh well, visually it, it was pretty, man. It was just eye candy. It was Blade Runner ish, sure. Yeah, but that's kind of noir. That that noir is popular right now. This whole cyberpunk kind of thing. It looked cool, man. Like, hey, you know, if, if you don't agree with that, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you, man. That was that was a cool scene. No, it was, it was it was visually. I know. I just thought the episode was weak, but I I mean the visually. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard living in this in this world that we live in, and me being a big fan of Blade Runner, as the fans know of the past years of us doing the show, that I just like, oh, Blade Runner. I wasn't I wasn't pissed. I wasn't offended. I didn't scream theft. You know, like I mean, I I'm on your team. I'm saying that it was visually cool, but I didn't care for the episode. Sure, sure. Well, visually it was cool, but we find out that this other Loki. Is a lady Loki. Sylvie. Woo. Well, no, I mean, that's what they. Okay, but they say lady Loki earlier. I know. Okay. No, no, you're, and you're very right. I'm. I'm just saying Sylvie to 
separate her now. That's what okay. her character is known as. Sylvie? Sylvie, yes. Sylvie. Let's talk about Sylvie. Let's jump ahead, go around this timeline about Sylvie and her backstory. So Sylvie is a female Loki. How did she come into existence? I'm trying to, because I, I know they were showing up as there's a little girl. Here I am still scratching my head. So did she have a sister named Thor? I... Possibly, but basically what they're trying to say is that in the multiverse, there are infinite possibilities of who one person is or is not. Right. So okay. in another universe, there are female versions of us. Jordan right. probably having this exact same conversation right? about the vice versa. And in that timeline, Loki ended up being a female, which strayed from the true timeline. So that timeline had to be eradicated because already it, it strayed from the rules of the timekeepers. So then did Loki, not himself, but did Loki invertly created Sylvie because he took the Tesseract when he got arrested because him, I mean, like were there other Loki and other timelines before or did all that like yes. a big bang theory just, Oh, he told the Tesseract. So now all these other Lokis exist. No, no, no. There, there are infinite there. They are always there. And sometimes their timelines get purged and sometimes they get brought in like we got to see at the end of episode four and in the uh all of episode five i believe where we got to see the different loki's whether it be the classic loki which was the comic book originally drawn loki right. um the young boy loki right mm -hmm. um kind of like a loki. yeah crocodile loki which is everyone's favorite now of course and then who was like a thor loki warrior type of guy yeah 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 i uh, was kind of like a mix but uh, all the same, and then we uh, and they're stuck in the in like this purgatory, where um, oh, what's that thing that the, the timekeepers are using? The their little stick, pruned. Pruned. So okay, so like okay, so they so when they say that they prune you, I thought you disintegrated, a la the snap kind of thing. But no, if you get pruned, you go to well purgatory. I mean, this this is your infinite prison. Is this gigantic land and then this floating sky cloud beast? Make sure that to keep order, to make sure that you don't leave this this world. Is is, is that pretty much what that is in a nutshell? Yep, yep. You got like a purgatory that is guarded, actually, by that that big old cloud being. All right, but we did not we did not get, but you did not help me along with Sylvie more. So there is possibly a. Uh, 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 Lady Thor, this Sylvie possibly has gone through the same scenarios that, that our Loki has? Like she has done Avengers Wars and possibly? No, no. no. They had said that from a young age, because she was brought in by uh, Ravona Renslayer, who is now the acting chief of the TVA, but back right. when she was just a, um, a gumshoe or whatever the hell, some some private... She apprehended young Sylvie. Sylvie, young Sylvie, was able to get away, get one of those pocketbook things, and ha has been able to live her years time jumping. So, as a little girl, until she's now, let's just say, 30, on the lamb, she's just as been they say. on the. <laughs> she's just been time jumping, and then when she got older and stronger, 
then she started to create havoc. Why would she go around to these catastrophic events and, and start killing people? Is it was because, hey, I'm here, I want attention? It's, Is it for revenge? She was planning something for years. I'm sure that there was a moment in her adolescence where she was just kind of figuring it out and kind of growing up. And then adult Sylvie devised this plan, which we are now seeing in action. The plan is to not just kill and, and murder and mayhem. It's to steal those time battery things. Yeah, because every those, time those, those reset yeah, things. Off. Yeah, they, they, they reset. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so she's stealing those. And I guess if she has to, to crack a few eggs, um, then she's going to do so. But didn't she steal all those to? And then she were they were to all planted. They were all planted in the supermarket, right? Yeah, she was setting off like a super bomb or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, I will say that I enjoyed the first two episodes. I enjoyed Owen Wilson and and Loki together. I thought that was fun. Um, the Blade Runner noir world is when I kind of was like. I'm, I'm not digging what's going on. Um, episode five is when I really was not digging what was going on. And uh, I know you're going to fight me on this Sour one. Push Jordan. I'm not trying to be. It just didn't do anything for me. It didn't, it didn't tickle my fancy. I, I was, it wasn't like I was, it wasn't like it's never, never, ever can I remember doing, a, doing an episode with you where I sit down and click play or I go in and say one please for whatever movie. And sit there and go, well, this is going to be absolute garbage. My hands are crossed. I am pissed. I'm just not going to care. I go into it with at least some bit of hope or whatever it's going to be. I wasn't going into this expecting to hate it. I, I believe actually, you. Actually, I was expecting to go into Falcon and Winter Soldier to absolutely love it. Because I was like, okay, finally, these two are going to have their own thing. These are side characters. They're going to actually like do something really, really cool. And I was like, no, this, this turned out to be not at all what I was wanting. So that's not the issue. I'm not trying to be a sourpuss. It's just, it's not, and I, and trust me, I hear myself. <laughs> I'm really not trying to be one. Oh my God, but dude. Sourpuss Sawkill. You like that? I think I just found that name. <laughs> yes. We got it. Now we got to tell Sarah. I'm, I'm going to tell everybody. Everybody, everybody has been told. I can't. I don't know if we can. We can tell your wife. She might because she's also a sock hill. So I don't know. If she By would. marriage. Yeah. Well, then maybe she maybe in, she'll use it then. She was brought into this timeline as a bell. So um, okay. So then we get episode five. Like I said, with all these different kind of Loki's, kind of brought me back to the to the Spider Verse thing, uh, which was fun. Um, but then again. I don't really know, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't really know that Crocodile Loki was a thing in the comics, but I just thought they kind of were like, hey, you know, Peter Porker here, Spider Pig, what can we do? Hey, let's get a let's get a digital crocodile and let's put some Loki horns on him. <laughs> oh, it was cute. Don't you dare say otherwise, Jordan. I mean, it was... It, they, they made, made a crocodile look cute. Sure. I guess. I mean, to me, they just kind of just stole from themselves with 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 Peter Porker. Yeah, but hey, you know, that's fair. I mean, it just sound it sounded kind of weird. Anyway, all hell starts to break loose because also later on we find out uh, that Loki gets his wish. 
him and Sil Sylvie. I'm sorry, Sil. I, I, I keep on saying good. Sylvia, but it's Sylvie. Sylvie. Uh, him and Sylvie finally get a chance to meet the timekeepers. And there's these three old guys, kind of look like the dude from Last Jedi, the Snoke in a way. They kind of look like him. And uh, oh, big fight ensues, and uh, uh, timekeepers are all robots. Oh my God, they were just puppets. And who is the puppet master, Jordan? Mm-hmm. And it seems that uh, Ravona Renslayer as well knows something, or at least uh, is playing well. Uh, she has information that, uh, again, she's keeping from everybody. And, you know, I'm doing it for your own good type of thing. Right. Uh, that's... that's that's when Sylvie prunes herself when we get uh, her and, and the Loki in the purgatory where they meet the other Lokis. That fun little double cross that they did where the Loki double crossed the Loki who double crossed the Loki. Like, I thought that was hilarious. I, I, I enjoyed that. You know, where it was, the double crosses just kind of kept on happen, happening. That was it was cute. Sure, uh, I guess. It's it you know, it's playful here, you know? Like this is kind of kind of where we're at. But we find also that Mobius is still alive because we had a very heartbreaking moment where um he was pruned by Renslayer. Mm -hmm. And so he's a, he's still alive and he's still kicking and we're gonna see more of him too. So that's pretty cool. Uh we get a reconciliation between Sylvie and Loki, some unaddressed issues that they had because they had created a Nexus event of their own by falling in love with each other. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that, that is kind of weird, but at the same time it makes sense because Loki does love himself, doesn't he? Yeah, I know. That's that's, that's literally the definition of, of masturbation right there. So I, <laughs> I'm sorry I had to do that joke, man. That was so unclassed, but... I kept on thinking that. I was like, oh, you're definitely loving yourself. Like, that's it's It's good. a weird thing to, to think of. If you saw a female Jordan walking down the street, like, would you pursue, huh? I, 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 just, I just find it trash because there's no reason to give this Loki um, you can a do female the, love. You can do the, all, all the things that you've always wanted to do, Jordan. You guys can share your shoes and and stuff and hold hands and you know i'm not i'm not trying to get too much into detail your imagination has, obviously can can play it better than i can has marvel completely given up on the backstory of of thor 2 that loki actually is a as a is a frost giant dude are they completely just going to get rid of that well that backstory? was a, that was actually kind of a, a thing because they had said that there was no magic allowed in the tva but Loki does put an illusion over himself to make him human, right? Because he's actually kind of a frost giant. So shouldn't right. he be a frost giant in the TVA? Right. So, I mean, like, I, I'm assuming they're saying that the events in Thor 2 did not happen, which is kind of bad, though, because in Thor 2, they go after the Aether, which is actually an Infinity Stone. So, yeah, I, I think they're they're trying to not retcon Thor 2. I think they're just trying to gloss over. Probably. Because that, that really seems like you know, like it, it was, it was the Nexus event. It was, it was something that was going a different way, and then they're just like, no, 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 back in the timeline, we, you know, straighten you out. It, it's a bump in the road, and I yeah. think we're just gonna kind of smile at it and look the other way. Well, talk about smiling. I'm not smiling in episode six. 
because we all know that there's going to be a big reveal at the end of episode six. And to be honest with you, I was trying really hard to pay attention to episode six. And then when we get to the ending, that's when I started to go, okay, something's going on here. But I cannot tell you pretty much anything that happens until the ending when we meet the big reveal. Um, because nothing I think really was important that happens in that episode and, until the end. Uh, yeah, they kind of... Uh, Sylvie and Loki find themselves uh, bypassing the guard dog, bypassing Cerberus, if you want to make that analogy, mm -hmm. and going into uh, the underworld uh, or wherever and uh, into the castle to find out who is actually in charge, who's actually going to be the big, big bad. And very casually, we get uh, Jonathan Majors, the actor, uh, who just kind of, you know, says, hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, he is addressed in this series as he who remains. He who remains. So in the beginning, when they get to the castle, we get the TVA clock that's like, hey, guess what? I have a deal for you. Oh, yeah. We get that little jump scare uh, right. from uh, whatever her name is. And then they're like, no, we're not going to take your deal. I thought Miss Minutes actually had a great deal for him. Now, it was probably not going to really happen because it never really happens when the hero takes the deal. But the deal was going to be, hey, you guys just turn around now. You get to live in your own world, do your thing, and, and nothing will ever happen. Everything will be great. And, and they pretty much just gave her the finger to Miss Minutes. And they walk in and we meet he who remains. So is this God and Lucifer combined? Is this the creator of the universe? Who is he who remains? So this is where I got excited because he – they dropped the hint – Without, you know, very, very wink, wink, nudge, nudge by saying, you know, who are you? He's like, oh, some call me this, some call me a conqueror. Very much hinting towards Kang the Conqueror. And I had said this from long ago, uh, as like that this would be the new big bad after Thanos. It just makes sense because they were dealing with the timelines, and so we're going to get Kang the Conqueror. Uh, so you think that that's a hint that this actor is going to be playing... A bigger bad That's, than Thanos. He's going to be playing King the Conqueror. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like Thanos is. A You've bitch. heard it here first. I've I've told you. I've said that many times. You can go back, everyone, and listen to uh, the Infinity Wars or something we did. Uh, Thanos is a bitch. Um, oh, I think I said so as well during uh, the DC stuff during Darkseid because Darkseid would absolutely destroy Thanos. He he is he is a baby, Thanos, uh, and Kang is is. Just about the same. Um, hey, uh, for for Dark Side, he's he's awesome. I, he is he is a villain worthy. I, I think we're gonna see a lot of cool from from this. So you, I'm interrupting you for a big reason, and I do apologize. But Please, you ahead. are. But but the reason I'm interrupting you is because you've heard it here, folks. Eric predicted, and I just looked it up, and it is actually true. I'm going to read this uh, two sentences about the history of Kang the Conqueror, because I'm Googling who he is while we do the show. An alternate version of Kang the Conqueror, known as He Who Remains, has appeared in the TV show Loki for episode four time, for all time, always, also played by Majors. So it says here, um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum, Quantumilia in 2023. Quantumania. Uh, he will be portrayed by Jonathan May. So you're right. So your actual theory that King the Conqueror is the bad guy, well, this he who remains is an alternate version of King the Conqueror. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, he is the King the Conqueror that won. 
because he explains uh, his stories a, a bit more uh, to the, the Lokis. That once upon a time there was the scientist who discovered that there are that there's a multiverse, and sure enough, all the other versions of that scientist and the other multiverses. Uh, were able to do it as well too, and they were able to meet up again, very kind of like a Rick and Morty type ass type of thing. And they were able to trade information, knowledge, stories, and they were able to have a, a union, a group, and where they were able to jump uh, to each other's multiverses and experience each other's uh, worlds. It's it's kind of a pretty cool thing. The thing though that he had said. The dark side is that not all of them were as kind-hearted or what uh, as is whatever word that he used were not as nice as he was, and so there was different versions that obviously wanted more more nefarious kind of uh, endeavors there, you know, something more more sinister to whatever their their goal was. They wanted to just take over, have power, and stuff like that, and so there was a war between them and. The one, the guy that won is he who remains. And what his job is, is to make sure that the one true timeline, his timeline, stays constant. Because so he always wins. Yes. And this keeps order. Because if the multiverse happens, if he were to die and lose control, or the TVA would, would be to uh, crumble and, and dismantle, then you would have all these other timelines that would happen, which means you would have different versions of him return and come back. What a great evil genius plot that you know that this, year, that this multiverse uh, exists and all these things are around, and you know that in this timeline you are going to win. You are the conqueror if you will. So therefore, you're going to make sure your mission is to make sure that all the other timelines focus on getting back to your timeline so you always win. What a great, that that's a lot better plot than Thanos. Okay, yeah. fine. I will agree with you. Thanos is a little bit. But here's my question, though, is that um, let's just call him Kang, I guess, right? So, sure. so, so Kang the Conqueror is like, hey, well, guess he, what, guys? He goes by many names, but Kang the Conqueror is fine. Yeah. And he makes a deal. What's the deal with them that he wants to make? His deal to the Lokis is that, hey, listen, you guys, if you want, you take control of the TVA, okay? Make sure that it stays in order so that I don't have to anymore, and I'll just go live my life somewhere, you know? Uh, or wherever you want me to, I can go do that. But make sure that you take it over. Or if you, you know what I mean, if you kill me, then, then make sure you take it over, okay? But make sure... It stays true. You have to do that, even if you kill or kill me or don't. Uh, what do you say? Or just fuck off, right? Is that the other option that he said? For the most part, he didn't actually say it, but yes, for the most part, yes. Okay, but Sylvie kills him. Yes, Sylvie, we have this thing uh, because as he's presenting this, Loki actually is just like, okay, wait a minute. I actually believe this guy. I'm a pretty good liar. I've done it all my entire life. I'm sensing this guy's actually legit and that if we kill him, we would be opening Pandora's box. We should probably sit this one out. Sylvie thinks that he's been sold, you know, that he's he's been turned. And she's like, no, we came here. 
with the mission. She doesn't trust anybody. She can't even trust herself, which is kind of a metaphor in, in that scene as well, too. And she throws uh, kind of a they have a battle. They have a little sword fight and she throws him into a different timeline, um, which is how the, the season ends. Uh, right, addressing him. Yeah, going into a different timeline where Mobius and um, uh, Hunter B-15 uh, don't know who he is, and they've, you know, they're trying to recollect a lot of from memory loss or something like that, or we'll get into that. Uh, and isn't and there then, a big statue of King the Conqueror there, too? Well, yeah, yeah, but hold on, let's... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sylvie then goes and she's like, I came here to do a thing. I came here to get my revenge. I came here to correct what was wrong and kills he uh, who remains. And he does not care. He's just like, oh, hell yeah. Let's go ahead. And ends it with a perfect uh, what's it? I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. As, as, he, as his dying breath. And as soon as that happens, we get to see the timeline that was um, kind of being uh, floated on by the ship or the ship was floating on break into all these different pieces uh, a multiverse of madness and so, that's pretty much what would bring what uh, Dr. Dr. Strange involved in this one right well we'll we'll see this is again a lot of possibilities uh, are to happen here because now we are also going to have the Eternals um, being introduced into 2021 so that's going to be a big one too. We're getting into a more of a macro, a uh, macro kind of story mode here because you have some of these characters that are universal, that are otherworldly, you know, and so we're going to get a lot of them as well too. So not just Doctor Strange, but also um, the Eternals. I'm sure we'll get some from Ant Man and the and the Wasp from Quantumania. What I think is going to happen is that the uh, the He Who Remains is that the origin of him, that one, or maybe the, the big bad, was going to be introduced into the Quantum City inside Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because uh, the Quantum City, they have hyper-technology. Like, they have crazy technology in there. So I'm thinking it's going right. to be in there that we're going to see a lot more of Kang. He's already confirmed as uh, starring or being in that movie. So that's what I think we're going to see, is that we're going to see him discovering the multiverses or meeting with his alternate versus uh, selves, I mean, in that movie. Well, I guess I got much to say on that because I can't disagree with you on it. I mean, from all the stuff that you told me about King the Conqueror and how, and how you predicted it, either you even knew that or whatever, I was impressed by you even caught that. I had no idea who King the Conqueror is, so, like... You impressed the shit out of me with it, so I'm kind of excited to see what's going on. They introduced, uh, I know we're not fans of, really, but they introduced Thanos in a TV show. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. So that's 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 very interesting to go that route. Well, can I do you one better? Hmm. Is with the introduction of him, he who remains, it is going to be a very good chance because of his comic book ties with the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom, that we're going to get them in the Marvel Universe. I mean, I mean, no, that's already been determined. I actually have that here, too, in Phase 4. Um, so they teased look, it, right? Yeah, so let's let's talk about that before we get our popcorn ratings, just so we can, what's going on, because that's a good point that you brought up. 
So let's go with films and TV series, just so we know where we're getting in this phase, if you don't mind. Of and course. Then, and happy, we'll do happy to the, talk about it. So, and not in particular order, just from what I see on Google here, the movies for Phase 4 is going to be, I guess I'll do an order, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, I don't know nothing about that, Eternals, I know nothing about, Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm excited for that, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be the first rated R movie, right, directed by Sam Raimi. Yep, I'm uh, uh, real pumped for that, just everything about it. Yes, I am. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got Th- Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panda, Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, and nothing about them, Ant-Man and the Wops, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was just announced the other day by James Gunn, and then Fantastic Four is going to end it. Yeah, uh, Fantastic so, Four is, is going to be hyped. There's no release date on it, but the, it's just a confirmation. I'm still excited to see Blade happen. coming in. I know they confirmed Blade, and I'd like to see that come by uh, pretty soon. Now, we got a lot of TV shows that are coming in, I don't know, but we got Wanda, Loki, Falcon. Then we have What If. I don't know what that is. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Uh, what If is a, is a one-off that's just kind of like a, a cartoon series of, of what if this happened or if this happened or if this happened. There's a trailer out for it already. It looks kind of fun, but it's not like... Okay. okay. Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion. I find this kind of funny because this would make sense. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. That's kind of funny because of the Star Wars special. Yeah. Ironheart Armor Wars and an untitled Wakanda series. That's what's all coming out in Phase 4. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot coming out. They're, they're really pushing it. I'm excited to see what Hawkeye is going to do. I'm excited to see what... I, I don't know about Ms. Marvel, but I think that's going to have more than just Captain Marvel. I think that we're going to have the new... Um, Rambo, right? Is it? Is it? Is yes, it Rambo? Monica Rambo from uh, Wandavision. I think she's going to be in there too, which I I think I'm, is going to be pretty cool. I think she's a badass character. Yeah, I mean, I I'm excited to see what she will. I don't know who Moon Knight is. Of course, I know who She is. I don't know what Ironheart is. Armor Wars. I don't know what that is. So there's, there's a possibility. Moon Knight. Look out for that one. That's going to be Oscar Isaac. Moon Knight is basically Marvel's Batman, but he's a bit more fucked up. I think he's got a drug problem. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think they're gonna put it, that in there, but he's he's like if the Joker were Batman. Uh, is that that too much? Yeah, he's he's uh, a he's a crazy he's a weird he's a, okay. he's a Batman. All right. Well, I mean, I I I I will end to get into our Parker rating. I will end it with this: when we got into Phase One and Two, that was the comic book series that I knew. Those are the comic books that I read. Those are the storylines that I read. Going into Phase 3, there were some things that I really didn't know too much about. I knew of Thanos and whatnot. So I, I guess Phase 1, 2, and 3, I had a good grasp of what was going on because I have known of these comic book stories in my years. Going into Phase 4, I haven't heard of 90% of this stuff. Like I, like we just established here in the show, I never heard of Kang the Conqueror, this TVA any of this stuff, I've never even heard of. So I guess maybe I am Sourpuss Jordan because I don't know this stuff and it's confusing. So maybe I got to do a lot of research myself and kind of get into the universe, if you will, and see what we can come up with. Oh, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what we can do with it. But with that, Eric, I'll let you go first. What will be your popcorn rating for Loki? I enjoyed it. It was a large bag for me just because I was caught out of 
out of nowhere with this. I was expecting the lowest, and I actually ended up with a lot uh, from my from my nerd self just to get enjoyed out of it. I, I I'm I'm bored. The the Jonathan Majors the the way that his he was introduced and this this version of He Who Remains that we got. I I was uh, I loved it. I thought he was fantastic. I excited to see what we have or what more we can do in this universe. I'm excited that there's going to be a season two. Loki, well, female Loki, Sylvie, completely opened this up. He mm-hmm. he fucked it up. You know, like it, it's it's crazy. Didn't he kind of let that anyway? Loki's kind of a you know has a trend here. I'm just excited to see it, man. This is such Kang is such a cool character, man. Like I, I really excited to see how they're going to incorporate it. I wonder if they're going to make it known that he's kind of related to Doctor Doom, in in sort of a way, or um, Reed Richards. It's it's just such a cool character, uh, and uh, seeing him introduced in this in this way just really just got me excited for what would be. I want Spider-Man now more than ever to have um, that that Spider War, where we get to see more um, Spider Verse stuff. That would be pretty cool because we got a lot of that stuff with with Spider-Man. I think this is going to be a good way to introduce the mutants. So mm-hmm. I I'm excited for that too. Um, this is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to bring everything together. This is how you know uh, how the mutants are going to come in. This is how uh, Fantastic Four is going to come in. Like, it's just... Maybe we'll get a, a movie that will work for Fantastic Four. Fucking finally. That would be oh, great. Oh, we will. We will. We 100% will. Marvel will make this work. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, of course. They they seem to be just batting a thousand, man. Like, they... Marvel. Like, is they're just doing... Fantastic. And you know what? Mars Gore says he said it right. And, and a lot of people got all up in arms about it, about... His, his comment that, that, that Marvel movies are not actually real cinema. They're theme park rides. And I actually 100% agree with that statement. And the reason I'm bringing that up is just because going off of Fantastic Four. Theme park rides are fine. Going to Cedar Point, Disney World, Universe Studios, who doesn't want to do that? It's a good time. Why wouldn't you? Of course these movies are not real cinema because they don't – because they're not Scorsese, the Irishman, three hours of, of, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Like, of course. But it's junk food, and it's good junk food. You know what I mean? Like, it's – It's structured, I, man. Like, it's, it's a plan. Yeah, there's a plan. There's a structured, hey, you're on the roller coaster. It's going to go up, and it's going to go down. That's the structure. And you have a good time riding that roller coaster. And the reason why I bring that up is just because when you said, I hope, you know – that that Fantastic Four is going to be good. Of course it is. Because Marvel knows exactly... It's like Pixar. Yeah, there's been some faulty Pixar movies, but for most of the most part, they're solid. And that's what's going to happen with, with Fantastic Four. I'm confident. And beginning of this episode of recording, Eric, I was going to give this a no bag. Truly. Because only two or three episodes I really cared about. I didn't understand He Who Remains. It, it was completely over my head. However, though, in speaking with you on this episode, you have completely changed my mind. I'm giving this show an actual medium. I think this is the best out of the two shows we got on so far out of Winter Soldier and WandaVision. I think this is the best out of the three so far. Um, I agree. You, you, you have, you've, you've kind of sparked my interest and had me go back, and I'm going to go back and check out the episodes that I was kind of tuned out on, and maybe I would find more uh, enjoyment out of it. 
And I'm really excited because, like I said, I, I, I came in here grumpy thinking that this was going to be dog shit. But from everything that you've discussed with me today, I actually, mine's been changed, think it's really interesting. Knowing that we got a, a Thanos introduced in a show, it's like, oh, this is going to be the guy for the next however many phases until the big battle, right? So, yeah. okay, this is really cool. This is the, the genesis, the birthplace of him. Uh, not in the universe, but just for us as the audience to know him. So I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. So yeah, medium bag for me, it's it's fine. It's fine. It has some good parts to it. It has some stinkers. But overall, it, it's not that bad. It's definitely worth a watch. If you're going to watch this stuff, fans, I would say Loki first, Wander, Vision, and then Winter Soldier. That 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 Winter Soldier thing you can just skip completely. Well, here's the thing, too, that uh, the other shows did a great job, just like this one, of introducing so many characters, like so many characters. And mm -hmm. it's really cool that we are, are getting all this because, again, it's set, it's setting up for so much more. I, I'm hoping they bring Daredevil into this. Like, that would be pretty cool as hell. Like, or... Uh, um, Luke Cage, like all those guys would be fantastic to, to bring those guys in. And maybe they will. You know, they're they're the TV world too, you know. But, uh, or Captain, or, jeez, oh, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, where they brought in um, Julia Louis Dreyfus' character, Val, and I believe she's at the, uh, sorry, the end credit for Black Widow. Sorry to spoil that for you. But her character is also building a team. I think they're going to either build um, the Dark Avengers or the Mighty Avengers. I think they're going to do that, which is basically the government of Avengers. Avengers mm. Avengers is on its own, and she constructs kind of like a payroll of Avengers. We already got the introduction to U.S. Agent, uh, Kurt Russell's kid, mm -hmm. uh, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So he's going to be a part of that. I think we're going to probably get uh, maybe Taskmaster. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I don't even know. I haven't seen the movie yet. So we'll review that when we get to, to Black Widow. Yes, we were reviewing that in August. And we'll probably get another one for Shang-Chi. Like... They're building towards something, and not just one villain. We're getting a few villains. We got a, a clone of Vision flying around here, too. Right. So I don't know if he's going to be good or bad or, or what his MO is or, or you know what his deal is. But that's when, that was going to be fun to watch out for, too. He's just going to come back randomly out of nowhere. I, you know, and there's, there's so much that is happening here. So... It's it's will it be too much? Who knows? Like that might be another thing we're threatening in this Jordan is that there might be too much happening at once. Could be, could be too much happening. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one at all. But fans, we are going to come back next week for another awesome episode, like ever, every Thursday. I can't talk, so let's do that again, fans. We'll be back next week for another awesome episode every Thursday morning on your way to the work. There will be a new episode for you to listen to. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this episode. Like always, check us out at movieguyspodcast.pombe.com on all the social media platforms or wherever you get your podcast from. We are on that platform. Eric, thanks so much for joining me, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode.